Blog Talk Radio. Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers, and hello, Rob. Hello, Candy. Okay, welcome to our show today. We have a very interesting topic, and Rob, you have a little disclaimer, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I woke up this morning with a, a sore throat, so if my voice comes in and out, <laughs> that that's why. Or if my voice gets a little bit lower, <laughs> I'm working with that for information, yeah. and, it, and it perfectly relates to what we're talking about today. It is, and I want to thank you, you greater self and you the avatar, for providing this perfect um, example of what this topic is about, right? Yeah. So, hey, dude, thanks for being so on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> My body, body's always listening. <laughs> so why don't you, why don't you jump on in and, and share what the last couple of weeks have been like for you, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, happy 4th of July to all those in the States. Um, happy Canada Day for people who are in Canada. That was a few days ago. <laughs> Um, happy everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the last few weeks. Um, I have been going through obviously a lot of shifts. Um, last weekend, I was in a festival called Bhakti Fest. It was in Madison, Wisconsin, and it was a beautiful festival. In the fact of, um, it was they had yoga, different kinds of yogas, and they had workshops, and then they also had curtain music, um, with dancing and singing. And the main theme of the festival was to follow your bliss. Um, and the fact of, which, you know, sort of like a following, which I know we talked about on the show, but following your heart and following your desires um, versus manifesting specific things. So it's just following what makes you happy and that may look different for each person. Um, and once you follow what makes you happy, you're putting yourself in that frequency of that love-joy frequency. And then things will just fall into place because then you're transmitting and that's what you're creating. Um, so it was a weekend of that. But it was a very interesting weekend in the same respect because it also provided contrast um, to show where people were at. There were some people that were really dedicated to yoga and some people were really dedicated to the curtain um, and viewing that as a vehicle of something outside of themselves. Um, so it was a very fascinating to view all aspects of it. There's people that, you know, took little bits and pieces of the whole festival, and then there was other people just depending on where they were at. So it was a beautiful experience to learn from in multiple facets. Especially, mm. you know, I, I feel like I'm going, well, I know I am, I'm going through a transitional period in my life um, of letting go of all those facets of what I thought I wanted and who I thought I was, and um, which is part of what this is that I'm experiencing today. Um, but it's just understanding a deeper level of putting myself back. And that was part of the reason why I was going to Bhakti Fest is to help put myself back into alignment. 
with that said, do I need to go to a festival to put myself in alignment? No, I can do that wherever I'm at. But I um, really wanted to immerse myself into things that I enjoy, yoga and music and dancing and singing, um, and then really put myself back into the joy zone, into alignment, knowing that I'm creating my future through that. Um, it, was a, it was a great weekend and beautiful. Learned, met some beautiful people from all around the world and made some new connections of people, yeah. So, it was great. And then this weekend, where I am, yeah, this weekend I'm I'm up north, which I talk about up north. I'm from Michigan, so northern Michigan, um, at my my sister's lake house, um, which is nice. So we had a big family gathering up here. Um, But it was, again, you know, very similar to last weekend, um, being able to see the contrast of um, the different energies. So, Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's beautiful to be able to, especially um, especially being able to contrast the Bhakti Fest weekend with this weekend. There's going to be some similarities and some contrast. Oh, yeah. And, um, but there's a common thread. Of oh, very common. Each, each avatar seeking uh, through their filters Some sense of connectedness, some sense of of belonging, or not a, not approval, but but acknowledgement of of value. Mm-hmm. Of who you, who you are, value. who you are. Mm. Yeah. So um, that is definitely the common thread in the avatar experience here in the third mm-hmm. dimension, the physical world. Uh, that is until that avatar becomes aware and really embraces their identity as greater self, which is this topic of today's show. Is that once that that's really the the shifting that the, the turning point, and I'll get into that. We'll get into that more, Rob and I, in just a minute. I'll, I want to share a little bit about my last two weeks. Yeah, I've had indeed. some very profound um, transformational experiences. And uh, as I've mentioned before, on December 1st of, 20, of 2014, I set an intention to transform and release any filters, any blocking beliefs and frequencies that were preventing me from understanding how and to effortlessly manifest from the joy zone. And during this time period, I mean, it's now we're going into the, what, eight months of that process, so much has happened. And I, uh, on the 19th, I did a core issue session on myself and released this module that had, and I think I shared this with you a little bit, Rob, it had such deep, deep, universal blocking beliefs, major components of what the matrix is holds in it for everything here in the third dimension, about trust or mistrust and um, a really, a really deep, loop around fear of manifesting good goodness 
because it will be taken away. It's not lasting. How can I trust it? These kinds of blocking beliefs were in there. And after the module was removed, I did an interdimensional meditation. And I have to say, up until now, I've never experienced such expansiveness. And I thought I had before, but, you know, it just keeps getting better. So uh, that was pretty profound, and it helped carry me through, and it still is helping me carry through this major transition that always happens after modules removed, because literally your frequency is being altered, your whole vibratory rate, because those electromagnetic frequencies that held those beliefs and those fear-based charged energies are gone, and I had never experienced being in the physical world without them. And when something as profound as that last module is released, there's an experience of being like a baby, learning how to walk again. And and the willingness to to let go of any assumed identity or or identifying behaviors or patterns because, because these kinds of of energies are so interwoven and such an integral part of the blocking matrix, which is what um, holds together the self-exploration program here in, and keeps the separation and illusion in place here in the third dimension, the physical world. We just it, it seems so natural that... Um, Having it gone is is a re, it's an adjustment, and um, I'm realizing even this is why I wanted to talk about this today is that uh, when we have these experiences that um, are fear based, you know, something that, that we experience something that diminishes our sense of value, or we have negative self-talk that diminishes our sense of value. There, there's, this is really information as opposed to um, a confirmation of our identity. So I did, all this happened, and then I went and, and had um, a, a exhibited at the International New Age Trade Show in Denver, Colorado. This was last weekend for the publishing company, Empowered Whole Being Press. It was a fabulous show for our company, and uh, I want to shout out to Maria Russo again. She was my angel. She lives in Denver, Colorado, and she literally picked me up from the airport, took me back to the airport, just helped me with the booth. I mean, she was amazing and ever so grateful for her in so many levels. The show was phenomenal, and... Throughout that whole experience, I was in transition and observing uh, my avatar's process of reassessment of um, what's real for her. And um, 
So here I am today coming out the other side of some pretty powerful experiences, <laughs> starting to get a handle mm-hmm. on it now, starting to get my baby steps, and um, pretty excited about uh, the new information that's coming through. I um, I know it'll be in my second book, the um, follow-up to Spiritual Transformation Simplified. Mm-hmm. I have a second book that's starting to percolate. A lot of this information is going to be in that book. So that was my last two weeks. It was awesome. such a amazing whirlwind of transition and transformation. Very powerful. Seems to be the, seems to be the theme this year. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So today's lots of, topic... Lots of shifts happening. Yes, yes, sir. Um, we're kind of been skirting around it. It's blocking beliefs. I call this, some people call it the ego. I, I don't refer to that because it makes it sound so separate. And um, like it's something you're, I don't know, I, I don't, something about that just doesn't resonate for me. However, I um, my my sense of how everything fits together and works is that basic, my basic premise is that we are already the greater self. We're already on the inside, merely exploring through the third dimension. We created the, we as greater self created the third dimension and it's correlating fourth dimension, energetic portion, to be an exploratory research lab, so to speak, like a holodeck. And so that's the basic premise. <clears throat> We're not. I'm, I don't see myself as being on the outside, a physical human, trying very de- much, you know, really wanting to get in to reconnect to the source. I see myself as source, utilizing this beautiful system here in the in the physical world for self exploration and release. So that's the basic premise. The blocking matrix is an energetic system that uh, is is fear-based. Fear, all the f- bundle of um, fear frequencies, anger, um, distrust, um, unworthy, uh, hopelessness. You know, all of those frequencies are all part of that bundle. And um, so... That's my premise. The blocking matrix has a set point, and it's fear, all this bundle of fear frequency. That's why when we first begin to awaken that we are something greater than our physical self, we find it's so easy to fall back into fear-based frequencies and thoughts and stuff. And that's because the blocking matrix has that as its set point. However, as you keep moving forward in your release process, that begins to diminish and it is possible to begin to realign your frequency to have it set point be joy, to go to there first. So we're talking about these blocking beliefs, conscious or unconscious, and the frequencies that are fear-based frequencies that are aligned with them. So when these manifest, because we first transmit this, into the quantum field, and then events, transactions, 
interactions with people, whatever, happens after that. The quantum field replicates another scenario that's based upon those frequencies we first transmitted. So what we're talking about today is when things occur in the outside world, are they confirming our identity or are they merely providing information to support our inner exploration and release process? And it's it's so powerful to reframe these experiences. In the reframing, we are becoming self-empowered. In quantum science, you know, the research in quantum science really points to the true nature of our physical third-dimension world, that it's merely an echo or reflection of frequencies we first transmitted, whatever we're focusing on, whether it's conscious or unconscious. So we'll be jumping into this during the show today and talking about different viewpoints and all of that around that. Um, so how about we re- real quickly recap our previous show? We had on uh, um, Reverend Daya Devi Doolin, and she was really, she had a powerful story, didn't she, Rob? She did, yeah. I really enjoyed having her on the show. She's really, she's, she's really focused on love, the expansion of joy and love, and um, even though she went through a time period where she was homeless, she and her husband were homeless, um, she she stayed focused on, on the joy, love frequencies and completely shifted everything for herself. So um, if you haven't heard that show, check it out. There's a lot of um, links and information how to find out more about her and her blogs and things that she does and her support for transformation. In the show description, you'll find the links. So if you haven't uh, checked out that show, you might want to do that. Rob, do you have any announcements for your healing center or anything in general? Uh, no. I mean, we just have our continued sound immersion if you're in the world of Michigan area. Uh, we have our weekly uh, drop-in shamanic sound immersion where we play various instruments of drums and quartz bowls and Tibetan bowls um, and allow people to go on their own meditative journey to the use of sound. So it's every Wednesday, 6.30 to 7.30, if you are in the area. Um, we're in the process of putting together um, a couple of events outdoors um, but once I have those dates, I will let everybody know. Fantastic. Love what you're doing. A um, couple things from Empowered Whole Being Foundation. The Infinity Experience Project is ongoing. If you would like to share the sequence of events or event that you first experienced or began to feel connected, that you were that you were part of something more expansive, that you weren't just your physical self. If you would like to share that with others in support of transformation, reach out to us through EmpoweredWholeBeing.com. You can look at the... Uh, in, we have a, a YouTube channel, Empowered Whole Being TV. 
and there are several other Infinity Experience videos there. Welcome, I invite you and your, to welcome you to go and check them out. If you'd like to share your story, like I said, you never know whose heart it'll touch. Reach out to us through the EmpoweredWholeBeing.com website, or you can find us on Empowered Whole Being Foundation on Facebook. Also, too, we um, I wanted to share a little bit about inviting visionary authors, even first-time authors. If you have a manuscript that you'd like to see that you feel so strongly guided that it's an important message to be available to everyone. We are now taking new manuscript submissions for publication at Empowered Holding Press. We just finished putting to bed a whole bunch of manuscripts. They're all out now uh, and, and available. And so now we're taking on some new projects. So if you have a manuscript and you'd like to submit, go to Empowered Whole Being Press. That's empoweredwholebeingpress.com. On the home page, you'll see a, a link for submitting your manuscript. We invite you to do that because, like I said, you never know whose heart you're going to touch with your story and your information. Okay, so let's get into unlocking beliefs, confirmation of identity, or inner exploration information. Dun, dun, since dun. you have a sore throat, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> since you have a sore throat, just jump in when you want, okay? Because um, I know it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me know what you want to do on that. I'll, le- I'll leave it up to you, okay? Yeah. Sending I you lots of love. Let's all send Rob lots of love. Lots of healing energy to Rob. Mm. <laughs> so, again, I, at the beginning of the show, I, we're, we're coming from a certain framing, a certain premise, that we already are the greater self. Merely utilizing this third dimension vehicle, because again, remember, it's, even though it seems solid, science shows that we're not. All right? It, it's part of that illusion of separation that everything seems contained and separate and and defined and compartmentalized and all of that. It is and it isn't. It, it appears that way, but when you get down to the energy of it, it's not. It's all interconnected. And it's non-local, which means that when I'm feeling something here and I think about someone else, like you, Rob, you feel it wherever you are in Michigan. It doesn't matter. Energy is non-local. That's one of the basic premises of quantum physics. So that being said, that that's our premise, that we already are the greater self. And that, uh, I often say this, I am divine consciousness, merely self-exploring through a human experience. And that it's so much easier to let go of what doesn't serve us. What I mean by that, let go of the the energies and the belief patterns that keep looping through that are self-diminishing, that are separating, critical, all of those feelings and thoughts. Because if we know what replaces them, and we're clear on who we already are, 
that I'm not um, that Candace is not my identity. Her story is not my identity. That I already am the greater self. That is my identity. Then I can look at everything that I create, my avatar creates here by the transmission of frequencies of her story. I can look at the feedback, like instant biofeedback, not only from transactions and events around her in the outside world, I can also look at what's going on in the body. And the third dimension body is like, Rob, you're a sore throat. That's data. That's information. Something, mm-hmm. some, some blocking belief with its own particular energetic fear-based frequencies has disrupted the joy balance of your third dimension body so that the virus or the the pathogen can enter into the tissue through the mucous membranes, right? Mm-hmm. And cause that irritation to the to the body cells. We call it a sore throat, but there's something dynamic going on. Physiologically, things are shifted. It wouldn't happen if there wasn't something disrupting the energetic flow of your third dimension body. Which goes back to, if you're looking at information as confirmation or information, um, me, it's like, okay, the experiences that I've had over the last two weeks, um, sort of goes back to that. It's like when you're looking at different experiences for that contrast and you're seeing different other blocking beliefs from other people, whether it be fear, anger, anxiety. Um, I'll just say, for example, I noticed one person, they were complaining a lot. Every story that came out of their mouth, they were they, they had that victim energy, which was a lot of fear-based energy. But understanding, not, you know, confirming that story, say, oh, wow, they're complaining, or oh, wow, that they're doing that. Initially, that's what where my blocking beliefs came in as. But then, as I'm able to look at the information and understand, because then I'm just confirming that. Where, where if I look at it as information, then that's just information to show me the contrast. But really, he, I mean, we're all the source, so he is that loving energy. You know what's really it in a different way. Right. You know what's profound about that transaction. Remember prior, your avatar, the Rob avatar, was working through experiences of feeling judged and and, and um, inhibited, like other people's judgments was were uh, corralling you, confining the Rob avatar, you know? Correct? That was something that you had experienced. For. So, so then... This experience is allowing the Rob avatar to be on the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Being the one which you, of course, observed it and shifted, but allowed that, it provided that information of what it felt like to be on the other side, being the one judging someone else, as opposed to being feeling judged. It was right. transmitting judgment to someone else, mm-hmm. which is exactly 
again, if if the whole wazoo here in the third dimension, the physical world, is just one big giant laboratory, and if everything we're experiencing is merely for self-exploration of what we're feeling, what does this mean? Because if you can imagine as the greater self going through all of these different expressions and feelings, but not having any terminology, no vocabulary for it, not understanding what the heck it is. didn't feel good, (laughs) but it doesn't know why, right? So by having everything, I mean, it's just such a brilliant design. So kudos to the greater self, to our greater self. We can all pat ourselves on the back for this, right? (laughs) We designed this amazing, brilliant laboratory where everything is instantaneously providing feedback. Biofeedback through our bodies or feedback by reflection of what's happening outside. So when we transmit something, instantly. Here's an example. I When I went to the trade show, Um, I was, you know, many, many days with lots of people. And then, um, you know, there was this feeling coming up from my avatar of just wanting, like feeling like, God, I I want some space, right? But I was, it was was almost, um, it was so subtle. I was not so aware of it at first. But then I get on the plane and I take my seat, and it's southwest, so there's no seat assignment. Or didn't, not that it mattered. Um, but you know who sits next to me in the middle seat because I'm on the window? Um, a, a beautiful young woman who was quite large, you know, not quite, but, you know, where she, you know how you, <laughs> when someone's much bigger, they, you can't help but be shoulder to shoulder because they come over into your space, right? And at first I was like, oh, gosh, I'm kind of having to feel like I have to squeeze in. And then I started laughing, not out loud, of course, but but (laughs) to myself, I started thinking, oh, my God, I so totally created this where I would fly for two hours with this experience of, of needing to contract or wanting to contract, right? Mm-hmm. And Not feeling um, like oppressed from the outside world, but wanting to contract, and so I just laughed about that, and and found you know and worked on letting that go, just acknowledged it, and let it go and transform that, and then I I doze. I found a comfortable spot way to you know sit because I have all my little accoutrements, you know, um, uh, neck pillows, inflatable neck pillows, and uh, sacrum pillows and <laughs> so I have all my little stuff to travel but I had to I had it, when I acknowledged it and and saw the humor in it and saw the beauty in it it immediately lost its charge I wasn't struggling with it like it was like a victimized by this person sitting next to me I own the fact that I helped put her there right by what I had been transmitting prior to getting on the plane was perfect. 
And but you use it. You use the situation as information for mm-hmm. confirming that who you are. That's you know. So what? So using that example, what we're talking about here, Robin, today, Robin, I is that when that situation occurred, I didn't use it as confirmation of my poor me. Look at you know, the universe is in, conspiring against me. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it's like this is why I think that that um, uh, for contrast because it, be, because it can be easy to fall into those patterns of saying, oh yeah, I don't have enough space again, and you know, oh you know, this person said this next is and this is my reality, and, right? Yeah. And, and this is my reality, but, and it always happens to me, and and um, and this is where that whole devil and God thing, you know, because there was. Humans wanted to have some, uh, you know, there was this opportunity to explore contrast, right? And how can how can God have done this to me? You know, when we're coming from the viewpoint of being separate and not already being the greater self, but somehow we're like little children running around, you know, out of control. <laughs> that from that point of view, there is no ownership of the co-creation of one's experiences. And that does, it's brilliant, again, because it creates a beautiful self-perpetuating loop. We, If we're utilizing the outside world and events as confirmation of who we are and what our experience is as a human, we create we events we create the events first by what we transmit, not knowing it because we haven't owned that. And then, when they happen, we look at those as confirmation of, wow, I always get cut off in traffic. My line is always the slowest line when I'm at the bank. Life is so hard. So what we do is we create a self-perpetuating loop because we look at what event has happened in the outside world and we focus on that energy all over again, which expands, you know, exponentially expands that frequency to create more of those events. So it goes around and around and around and around. However... When we look at those events and own the fact that it happened because we first, consciously or unconsciously, transmitted a series of frequencies into the quantum field first to create that event, then we can look at that and take ownership of the co-creation. And how powerful is that? Mm-hmm. When we own the fact that we're creating everything in harmony with ourself as greater self, you know, we're all working, we're not separate, so it's all being coordinated. That beautiful young woman, was her avatar was being coordinated by the whole thing so she could have a certain experience of feeling like she was so big and unworthy. You know, I felt that from her. And I sent her a lot of love. But that was part of the coordination, Right to create that moment. And when we own that, then we can see these events as 
instant information. Is this occurrence working for me? Do, is it bringing me joy? If it's not, then that's a window into your subconscious so you can understand and see what's been holding you back from feeling more joy. Because it's once we own our fully take ownership of what we co-create, then we can shift the dialogue with the quantum field. We can't until we take ownership. Any thoughts on that, Rob? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's great. Because um, I'm just obviously going through understanding, looking at my own situation over the last two weeks and seeing what information is coming up for me. Yes, I'm noticing um, the judgment of or recognizing information of others, the different patterns. Um, but no matter what other people are transmitting, that's their information. It's my information because I'm creating that. Um, but it's their information and they're still sourced. So it's just like that's what I'm, I think, well, I know that's what I'm exploring right now. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing it, it's seeing like everything. When you, because we're gonna we're gonna encounter people even in the grocery store, family events, traveling, um, in the car traffic, wherever. That people that are gonna understand are different patterns that may um, not trigger something in us, but we may look at and say, "Oh, wow, that person's complaining," or "Oh, that person's trying to control something," or "Have anxiety," or that's all like you said, fear based energy that they're transmitting. Um, Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing is we're seeing that fear base, but it doesn't have to affect us. Well, I think by taking information... Right. And if when we begin, when we when we can accept, even if we can't fully feel it, but if we when we can accept, you know, when I say we, I mean we as an avatar, like the physical consciousness, the mortal human uh, awareness. When that shift happens, meaning that for myself, when I embraced the truth of my identity, being source, being greater self, then it was a process of beginning to shift the filters, release the filters that had prevented me from seeing everything being interconnected. I am that tree, that tree is me. I am Rob, Rob is me. That when someone like this young woman on the, in the airplane, she was another part of me providing opportunity for inner insight and clarity. So it's not about anything being done to each other. It's it's everything being done collectively in support of greater understanding and transformation of energy from fear to joy. So that's the context and framing. It really shifts the, the dialogue, the the whole experience. Mm-hmm. It does. Well, yeah, because you should, you know, well, I don't say should, but it's like getting to a place of being in wherever you're at and not having all that energy affect you because you're, you're not going to see it. You're going to see it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was gifted with another 
opportunity to get clarity on that uh, over the weekend. I think it was Friday. Yeah, Friday I was experiencing deep, intense anxiety in my bronchial area of my chest. It was very tight, creating shortness of breath even. And kind of like um, jittery, shaky feeling. And I, I had the opportunity to observe that. It, you know, there was this energy that came up with that from the blocking matrix, saying, "Oh, look at you!" You know, like like self judgment. That yeah. was part of the frequency. And what it turned out to be is that um, a dear friend of mine, oops, who I met in the late 80s during a mediumship training program. We went through it together. And we spoke yesterday on the phone. And I was able to understand, because at the time it was so intense, I kind of got lost in it. Then I was able to come back out and observe that that there was information here. What is this really about? And... I dialogued with that person yesterday, and on the phone with that person, I experienced that intensity again where I could barely talk. I had such lack of breath. And then as I brought this to the attention of the person and began sharing with that person what blocking beliefs were coming up around this energy and assisting her to shift it, then the bronchial tubes opened up again. When we talked about something that activated that blocking belief, they tightened up again. We would bring it back to the attention. This is what's happening. So our physical body, just like Rob with your sore throat um, and this whole uh, experience of lack of breath that I had over the weekend, not today, but Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday, before we had this awareness of it. These are clues. This is information. It's not um, any confirmation of our inability to be well. It's not any confirmation of our lack of, of value. We already are the source. We're the greater self already. So there's no question of value. We created everything. This is really about information. The way that our third dimension body is designed, it gives us, when we pay attention, it gives us immediate information is where the blocking energy, the blocking beliefs, the emotional charge, where they're stored in the body. So with you, Rob, there's whatever this is coming up in the throat, you know that that's an area where this wants to congest, where it wants to um, be lodged. It has meaning. Which in, well, yeah, because the throat is the expression of self. Being able to and creativity. Freely, yeah. And creativity as well. And mm-hmm. I love... And I've had a lot of fear. I've had a lot of fear, a blocking belief of fear come up around that as information over the last few weeks due to the you know, the this transitional period that I'm going through. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's the information mm-hmm. that it's providing me is, yeah, and being in certain situations where other people are very dominant personalities where they take over and I don't have that, you know, that voice that I normally would have. I'm creating situations. Okay, like now that, that, that shows you. Right, that's the, that's giving you the information that's the window into your uh, unconscious blocking program, your individual blocking program, that has a belief that your your voice has less value. Right. You know, and that's not true. You know it's not true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, or even and before so the because Because before this, well, I mean, before this period, I was going through a period where um, I was voicing my own opinion and, like, having, like, if somebody, like, was arguing, not arguing, but had a negative opinion, I'd be like, oh, well, that doesn't resonate with me or, you know, where it's like now I was trying to, you know, I'm trying to explore another option. Like, instead of having words and saying that doesn't resonate with me, allow that person to have their voice or opinion, even if they're whatever, you know, and if I view it as complaining or whatever, allow them to have their opinion, but then do I need to voice it? Does it resonate with me? I'm just trying to feel and allow myself not to feel that energy and just continue to see if I can put myself in the joy zone without expressing. I think that's brilliant because... So I went through an exploration of trying to express, 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 express. Oh, no, this is how I feel. This is, you know, it doesn't resonate with me. Or now I'm trying to explore it differently. Can I shift my own energy on a subconscious level or a, I'm being conscious of it, but without having to use all the words, which I know we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why so, I think my body is exploring right now and it's still trying to obviously make that, you know, shift. So it's bringing to your attention um, something that's rising to the surface for release that has to do yeah. with that expression. Mm-hmm. I love Louise Hay's work. If you all are oh, yeah. listening, it's not familiar with Louise Hay, I highly recommend checking it out. She, years, decades ago, um, did a lot of beautiful inner work and aligned and associated certain blocking beliefs with certain um, imbalances in the physical third-dimension body. And... I have her app on my iPhone because when I'm out and about and people talk about this or that, or I like to look it up and share with them what the what she says about it because maybe it might create some insight. Because again, this is a. I did that this morning. Re- yeah. <laughs> this I, I have the re- same app on my phone. Yeah, this is a re awesome. This is a reframing of what we experience here in the third dimension. Instead of seeing what we experience or believing that what we experience is um being instigated from the outside and being done to us to instead understand that we are we are instigating it. We are initiating all those events primarily unconsciously through this blocking program to allow for contrast and research and self-exploration. When we reframe that and own it and take ownership of it and begin to look at all of those experiences as information as opposed to confirmation, that allows us and empowers us 
to even further embrace, meaning that we actually feel what it feels like to be the greater self, to feel that expansive place of wholeness. And from that home base, observe what events we co-create and use them as data, as information, as windows into our subconscious so we can begin to disengage from that as being who we are and allow who we really are to come forth even more and expand. In my book, Spiritual Transformation Simplified, I talk about the release process having three components. First, again, home base is being in that joy zone. So when you feel something yank you out, fear-based frequency, it's information. So first step is to come back into that expanded state of coherence, of being in alignment, with, in harmony with the frequencies of joy-love. And that allows for clarity and, and uh, access to greater wisdom. And then asking what was that about? Not why it happened, but what what happened? And to so step one is to recognize that something pulled me out of my alignment with that higher, lighter, joy, love frequency. And then once I'm back in asking for clarity on what was that about, what was that, to identify the blocking belief, to identify the fear-based frequencies associated with that belief. And in the light of day, when you look at some of these things, they're so convoluted, you think, how could I have possibly believed that? But that's part of the program, and it's supposed to be that way. It's it, it's perfect in in its whole design. Because it allows for self-exploration. It allows for the expansion of self-compassion. And it allows for the transformation of fear back into joy love. Mm -hmm. So once that's complete, you know, you can disengage from it because there's no longer an unconscious attachment to it. It's no longer a loop going, you know. And a small tool that I've used too that has helped for people that are really struggling because when it does, when the information does come up, I even have to admit, and I've been practicing this for a while, and I still feel the energy. Obviously, it's even affected my energetic body because I woke up with a sore throat today. So you can see, even I personally still get, can still get pulled into the energy of it, and then I look at it from the information standpoint. So I'm still in the loop of it all as well, um, of what I'm really seeing. So a tool that has helped me is um, a lot of times it's, you know, if you know, you know others or myself say, oh, this happens all the time, or this is all this, you know, uh, instead of using all, say some of the time or most, you know, it's the words because nothing is all the time, 100% uh, mm -hmm. of the time. So even if you switch it to some of the time or, you know, most of the time, you know, just even switching some words is a slow start to changing mm -hmm. some of the loop patterns. Help. Right, it creates, a, it creates a window of opportunity. It a kind window. of opens the yeah, door. Yeah, possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like to use the word challenging instead of hard. Hard, to me, we talked about this in one of our shows before. To me, when I hear people use the word hard, there's an energy of impossibility 
in their frequency when they talk about things being hard, like it's impossible, right? When it's not necessarily applicable. So I like to use the word challenging because, yeah, I've had some challenging moments this last couple of weeks. <laughs> and it wasn't impossible. It wasn't impossible no. by any stretch of imagination. No. I accomplished things in the last two weeks that were phenomenal by bringing myself back to home base, you know, which is the joy-love frequency and not focusing on the the challenging moment as being my truth, as being my identity. It's that alignment, you know. So that's, if if anybody listening to this, anybody listening to the Day's Radio Show, whether you're listening to it live or or on demand. Um, the, if you take anything away, I hope you can take away this one thought, that that what's happening on the outside world is by no means a confirmation of who you are. You already are source. You already are the greater self. That's it, the end, period. Instead, if you are able to shift your framing and see it as being information, insight, a window into your subconscious, to your story, your avatar story, what you're researching, what you're exploring, so that it's not being done to you, it's part of a program that you can shift and transform. It's completely malleable. You can take that one reframing, that context, if that can be your takeaway, then you have just empowered yourself immensely, given yourself some new tools. Anything you want to say in conclusion? We're running out of time. (laughs) I know. No, I think that was great. Well, then... Just another, um, just another tool for the toolbox to help us yep. on our path. Together, Whoa. together we. That's where I was exploring this together. Yeah. Together we create the shift, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we try to share our own personal experiences to help our listeners, help you guys understand that we're walking this path too. You know, trying to so figure all, this out. All of this it together. Well, yeah, so. absolutely, Rob. Absolutely. So thank you, Rob, for being on the show today and bringing all your blessed insight. I love it. Thank you to all the listeners today and being a part of the show. Uh, Our next episode, we're pretty excited about this, aren't we, Rob? Mm -hmm. We're going to have Dr. Sam Samir, and I'm probably going to obliterate his last name. Do you know how to say it properly? No, I don't. I know it's tricky. Osmanagich, I want to say, Dr. Sam Samir Osmanagich. He's a um, a Bosnian-born. He lives in Houston now. He's an author, researcher, and businessman. He's the um, he's the gentleman that discovered the ancient pyramid complex in Bosnia, in the town of uh, Visoko. And there's ten structures there now that they've found so far. The uh, Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun, 
the Bosnian Pyramid of the Moon, Bosnian Pyramid of Love, Bosnia, Bosnian Pyramid of the Dragon, the Temple of Mother Earth, and then there's uh, all these other temples, uh, a, t- a tunnel labyrinth, all kinds of structures there that were, they're man, well, I'm not going to say man-made, but they're made, they're not a, like a natural geological occurrence, we'll put it that way. We don't know who made them exactly. And we are so excited to have him on the show on the um, 21st of July. Oops, I'm sorry, it's the wrong calendar. The, tw- the 19th of July. <laughs> the 19th of July. And uh, he'll be sharing uh, his work, answering questions, and talking about his research into this group of pyramids, which apparently are older than the pyramids in Egypt, in Giza. Correct, Rob? Yeah, yeah, if you... If you have a chance or an opportunity to look, tune into next week's show, I would. I had the opportunity to listen to a two-hour presentation by him about a month ago at the Awaken Empowered Expo, and it was phenomenal. He's a phenomenal presenter, and he has a wealth of knowledge and information. And this is, I mean, it's just unbelievable that he even discovered this and is the path that he has taken through all of this. So, I'm very excited to be able to help, you know, have him on our show and share it with all of you. So, yeah, it's a real honor. And the more, um, this show is all about self-empowerment. So anything we can bring on that will allow, it might not work for some person, but another person will be just exactly what they wanted to hear. So we're all about diversity and information. So we're going to have esteemed, um, the archaeologist on our show, um, Dr. Sam Osmanagic, I want to say. And... Um, Meanwhile, we have a few minutes before the end of the show, just a couple, and uh, I want to close with the Divine Heart Coherence Connection Meditation. So let's just use our nature activator. This is a moment that you experienced personally in nature that evoked such a feeling of expansion and you just saw the beauty of creation all around you and somehow, some way you knew you were connected to that, that you're a part of that. That is part of who you are. Relive that moment in nature. Feel everything that you felt in that one moment that was so awe-inspiring, so beautiful, so joyful that you just wanted to smile. And let that expand in your heart. Let it expand, let it expand. And now let that, let's just visualize that beautiful, joyful energy of that moment that you experienced in nature. Let's just visualize that expanding and expanding and then becoming a beam of energy flowing out of your heart into the very source of everything. And from the source of everything, a beautiful beam of energy, that same frequency, that beautiful, joyful frequency flows right into your belly and just fills your belly with that beautiful, joyful experience that you had in nature. And let that cycle around and around until we're together in two weeks. 
May joy be with you. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.